My name's Rajiv Nathan. His name is... Martin McGovern. Her name is... Courtney Slade. And this is Idea Lemon's Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast, the show where we have deep life question conversations with dope-ass people like Courtney. (laughs) Uh, In this episode, we're going to talk with Courtney about uh, living a nomadic life. Courtney works with Under 30 Experiences as a trip leader. She's also an awesome photographer. Um, you can find a lot of her work online. You've done your own road trip as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have a conversation about how to live a nomadic life or what's the best way to live a nomadic life because we're doing it on a road trip and you're doing it for the last nine months and again in about a week. You'll be doing it for the next three months. Uh, before we get into the conversation though, uh, it's fitting that Courtney is part of Under 30 Experiences and our road trip is in partnership and our podcast is in partnership with under 30 experiences what places do you guys hit up oh man we go to ireland we go to iceland we go to bali we go to peru belize mexico costa rica nicaragua i might be forgetting some other places (laughs) any of those places sound at you said brazil Oh, Brazil. 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 Those sounds better than your death. (laughs) Get off your ass and go on one of these trips, and maybe you'll hang out with Courtney while you're there because she's leading a lot of the trips. But if it's not Courtney, it'll be Caesar. And if it's not Caesar, it'll be Matt. And if it's not Matt, it'll be Eric. And if it's not Eric, it'll be Liz. Those are all cool people. Yeah. So check it out, (laughs) And as a thank you from the Under 30 community for our listeners, if you use the promo code IDEALEMON, all one word, at under30experiences.com, you'll get $100 off your trip booking. What could you use that $100 for, Courtney? You could use it for some barbecue. barbecue. Yeah, we're in Austin. We could get we we could go to Stubbs. We could go to Salt we Lake. Could. Salt Lake. Oh, man. We're going to Salt Lake right now. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. No. <laughs> but breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast tacos. Get breakfast tacos. Think about all the breakfast tacos you get with that. Taco Deli is my numero uno. Some people like torchies, but Taco Deli is worth that for me. Lots of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you can buy lots of coffee. What's that. the best coffee place? Where should we go? Oh, man, there's lots of good ones. Um, right down the road from me is a place um, that I go a lot. It's called Lola Savannah. All the baristas know me um, and what I order. And so, They'll say, Courtney sent me. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Certain ones are that they'll be like, okay, so you want a dirty chai tea latte with coconut milk? Got it. Like, Guys, how could you not want to travel with Courtney? So check out under30experiences.com. Again, promo code idea lemon for $100 off your next trip. Let's now listen into the conversation. We're well, I guess we're recording this after the fact. So the conversation we just had with Courtney about how to live a nomadic life. We'll check in with you after. And the show. Raj is making big arm movements, so do it. <laughs> so just right after Christmas and um, January first, I took off for Central America and went to Belize, and I saw the two of y'all there on a, my very first trip of the season. And so, yeah, started in Central America in January, moved to Costa Rica, was there for about four months and uh, between the rainforest and Manuel Antonio and, and then back to Belize. And um, so it was nice to have kind of a home base there. And then really quickly, my schedule started to just explode after that. So I went and scouted a trip in Mexico, um, was home for two nights, left again on a plane and then uh, did that trip, came home for five days, left for Iceland, um, and then I went to New York, 
um, was able to get a girl's trip and miraculously, I don't know how, um, to Montauk to see some college friends right before I took off for Bali. And then from Bali, I went to South America, to Peru, and then to Europe, to Ireland, and then back home. So it's been crazy. So this is the longest I've been home. Um, I've been here for about a month now since it all started, and then I'll leave again next week. But um, yeah, it's it's been kind of a roller coaster, and um, so we've when, kind of seen you on the bookends. You have, yeah. you uh, have, from Courtney from the beginning to now. <laughs> so excited, Courtney! Rebooting, so Courtney. <laughs> what has changed the most since What's, we saw you oh in Belize? A lot of life has happened, and I think kind of like what you said, Martin. Like how. Um, it's not always what you think it is in a sense, not that it's bad at all, but it's this idealized thing, but you have to still deal with real world stuff that happens and real life stuff that people think that when you travel, oh, it just doesn't exist. No, it still exists, but in a different way and travel definitely tells you how to deal with it. And I think that's the most important thing is just how to be able to take the things that happen you just kind of roll with the punches even more so um and yeah it's just I mean what's changed I definitely um I've grown a lot I've realized really what's important um more so I mean you always are told of you know this family is important friends are important whatever but really when you're gone um you know health is my number one um, family is number two and you know friends fall into that family category for me and um, and then just you know your happiness altogether so I think that I've definitely prioritized my life uh, a lot more since I've been gone and um, yeah which is what you think matters just really doesn't <laughs> at all <laughs> at all so I think travel because it you know it simplifies everything and it tells you um, what's some of the BS that doesn't matter <laughs> what other people think. I mean, people say all the time, no. Um, gosh, like the, for me, it's, I don't know. Um, you know, like the latest styles, like the pop culture stuff. Like if you were to reference anything that had happened in the last like six weeks with pop culture, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I don't know, just the, you know the garbage I'll just on keep social all media. my references to like Anna Nicole and earlier okay yeah. <laughs> we can deal with that because I you know you just you start to live and I mean you keep up with the news and, yeah. and global things but anything beyond that you know all the you know I still love my certain Netflix shows and things like that like I can't ever cut that out of my life but <laughs> I mean I don't know it's just um which shows uh, House of Cards definitely is a good one um, uh, I like Blacklist. I just got into, um, what else is another one? Any, like, spycraft, like, government shows, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm watching them. Um, 24? I, I did watch some, tr- 24, I... Not the reboot, though. No, no the reboot, was, I only got the, the first, like, six episodes, but it was really good. And then they stopped, and then now it's the deal. No, well, they, they did like a redo, like a new right, season, right? right? But it wasn't a full 24 hours, I don't think. It wasn't, so I didn't no. see the whole thing. I, I think the idea is they're going to create a movie. Oh. But I don't know if it's actually happening. Okay. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. 73 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think 
in terms of the cutting out the crap, mm-hmm. it kind of showed in what you said right before we started recording, which was you turned off all notifications on your phone right. even down to text messages, which right. I think is probably the last bastion of, like, mm-hmm. I'm letting go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like, I was just saying, like, I have my 9 o'clock rule. Like, you, um, you kind of – I got into a routine, especially in Costa Rica – Um, When Matt and I were there, he does his meditation in the morning and I do my journaling. I put the coffee on and it's quiet in our place for the first hour of the day. And um, yeah, I don't look at, you know, Gmail doesn't come through, Facebook doesn't come through, Messenger, none of that. Um, Text messages, I mean, if people really want to reach me when I'm in another country, you know, it's through different apps and I don't even have, or iMessaging. Um, just Tinder and, notifications. Right? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> you know, I, I always keep Tinder on. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know, the radius sometimes. Swiping <laughs> in Manuel and Tony. Yeah. Oh, no, you just, all you need to do for that is walk down the street. That's all you need to do. And you've got your Tinder right there. Um, all the collectivos, just drive by. All of you, come with me. Yep, yep, that's it. Y'all, Manuel, Antonio, y'all are going to enjoy time if, you, if you're there. It's, yeah. it's a good spot. Yeah. Um, so that was home. and Yeah, but like you just um, cut out all of that and you focus on you and uh, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, so going into our road trip, I think one of the biggest things I had incorporated in my life was a good routine, which included meditation, yoga every day. Yeah. It's also basically first three hours of the day, not having any notifications on, any of that stuff, doing whatever work I wanted to do and needed to do. But I've found the toughest thing on this trip is to carry that. Like, the routine has... There, there is no routine. None. And I don't know if it's because we're in... It's probably because we're in a different city every three days, so it resets everything. And even different time zones, you know, when we come around to the West Coast and back, it's it just it rocks your world. And... I've, I know I've felt internally like an imbalance. As fun as everything has been, I have felt an imbalance. And only this week now, since I know we're here for a few days, did I start to get back into meditation in the morning. And uh, I'm planning to take a yoga class tonight. But it's I think once you get into a routine and then you lose it, you it's it's a much different feeling than prior to even having a routine because you don't go back to that. You go you get into a state of something's off here and I, I can't know how to fix it. Definitely. I I felt that exact thing when I left Central America to do um, my next wave of trips. I came home two nights, dropped my bags, repacked, and was gone from Mexico, dropped my bags, repacked, packed a box to ship to myself for stuff for Bali, and then I was gone. Um, different climates, different continents, um, it was, I was all over the place and it messed with me definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I was able to have the home base in Costa Rica and you have that sense of routine. Um, no, when you don't know every day is a new day, which I love, like that's also, you know, a great thing about it, this job and it's really unique. At the same time, you know, you lose that balance. Yeah. It's how do you find it when you're on, you know, 20 hour plane rides across um, you know the Atlantic You're like where <laughs> I one morning I woke up and I really didn't know where I was yeah. um, honestly you wake I, up in a different place I at woke a up time. No, you wake and, up a different person exactly right yeah <laughs> so it, it throws you <laughs> oh that's a true uh, that's a yeah <laughs> where is this one going 
but no, you're right, Raj. It's it it's a ride. It's a trip, and that's what people don't always think about. Um, is, you know, as much as you're gaining, you are losing some things. Well, and we talked about this with Matt on the very first one in Belize, which is it. it kind of, I kind of made a joke about it. I'm like. You know, he's going from place to place to place in the climate change, as you said. I'm like, where does he keep his parka? He doesn't have it in Costa Rica. Or, yeah, in Belize right now. And I was like, that that's one of the things that threw me. Because when I packed for this trip, I packed, uh, way overpacked. That's just... Yeah, oh my God. I taught to way overpacked. The, the duffel bag the was the size like, of your dog. Okay. Yeah, I could fit inside my own duffel bag. But, but, the, but what I find so funny about this, and you laugh when I pack, Thank God I fucking did that because all of my shit got stolen in Canada. And I literally left. I got home uh, wearing my friend's clothes in Chicago, like these short shorts and like a V-neck that does not fit me. And I showed up in Chicago and I he gave me a 20 and put me on the train. Wait, you had to ride the train wearing that? And so I got on the train and I'm like holding my suit bag because that was the only thing I still had. But I'm not going to wear a suit that was disgusting in like yeah. hot sweat and everything. And so, like, I get home, and my dad picks me up, and he's just like, hi, <laughs> how's the trip going? And I walk in the house, and I'm just like, uh, I don't have much clothes. So I just grab, like, whatever clothes I had, put it in a backpack, and I got on the plane. I was like, hi, this is all I own right now. It's like a little walk Until, of shame. Yeah, my mom was like, are you sure you want to continue this trip? I'm like, all of my stuff is in L.A. <laughs> and so I get to L.A., and now I have clothes. <laughs> and I'm like... Thank God I didn't have to, like, check a bag from Chicago again because I had everything with me. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I find that kind of interesting because it's just, like, you don't know what to bring and you just kind of go out there and whatever happens, happens, and you have to be prepared for it. Yeah, preparation is key. Yeah, just, you know, I was changing climates, like... Iceland to Bali. What? what? <laughs> you know, you can only take so much. Your skin can't handle. <laughs> what did I, I literally? I had a dream. It, I considered it to be a nightmare because I, um, it was right when I got home from Central America, and it was right before I was leaving again. And I woke up the next morning. I was like, I just dreamt about. I got on a plane. I had to ask. I was in line, and then once I got on the plane, I had to ask everyone where we were going because I had no idea. And um, they finally tell me, oh, we're going to like California or something. And all I could think of was like, shit, I didn't bring any bathing suits with me. <laughs> like that was what was going through my head. Cause number one, I didn't know where I was going. Number two, I didn't have the right stuff. So um, yeah, my dream self was not happy <laughs> without the bathing suits. So. Well, so compared to you, Martin, I packed probably a quarter of the clothes that you packed, right? Like mine all fits into a duffel bag about this big. Yeah. And usually when I travel anywhere, I overpack. Yeah. And I end up only wearing like three of the things that I, of the nine that I packed, right? So this time I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to actually condense it down to the things I think I'll actually wear. And even with what I have packed, there's probably like two shirts I've worn once or not at all from what I've packed. And what I've... It also smells great. <laughs> <laughs> we do laundry. <laughs> laundry, that's another topic. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So um, what what I kind of have realized with it though is you can like you mentioned down to the important things, you can condense it down. Like as much as I love when I'm at home anyway, like I'm very into my own fashion sense and everything and I have right. many clothes that I like having. It's nice to know that I can condense it down to just the essentials, or essentials if necessary. Right. Well, and I think kind of 
it, it, it all depends on what you're doing, too. One of the reasons I overpacked was because we had a car, and I felt like it didn't matter. Like, there's space in the back of that car. Um, not but as much I'm, as there would be. <laughs> but not as much as there would be for what? Like, it's not like Hitchhikers. we're buying stuff. As we're you know that place when we were driving through Texas that was yeah. like, prison nearby, do not pick up hitchhikers? Yeah, yeah. We could have picked up a hitchhiker. <laughs> and put them in the trunk. <laughs> uh, but, like, I bought a, a longboard that still fit. Like, we still have a ton of room. And so, like, I wasn't, o- I wasn't overly worried about overpacking for this trip. Meanwhile, I will never check a bag on a flight. Like, I've... Yeah. I don't think I've checked a bag for flight in 12, probably 13 years. So, yeah, it, I think it all depends on, like, what you're trying to do. Um, but I, al- I always find it interesting, though, because you said laundry is an interesting story. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons, going back to routines, one of the reasons I'm not in my routine right now is because I don't know when I'm going to, like, be able to do the next step. And when I'm at home, I know it's like, I do this, I do this, I do this, and then I can, like, wash it on this day and everything will be ready. But it's just like, if you don't know what that next thing is, if I work out, but then I don't have a breakfast to eat, then I'm going to be, you know, tired. Like, everything's kind of out of order. And uh, laundry is an interesting one. We've been pretty lucky with laundry along the way. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually shocked. I, I actually, I really thought going into this, we'd have to, like, take showers at truck rest stops and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and none of that has happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I mean, we've had people to stay with in pretty much everywhere we've gone. We haven't. We've done an Airbnb, which has a laundry, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah has a washing machine and that kind of stuff. No, that's really nice. And, and wherever we stay is where, you know, I'm able to do my laundry or um, if I have to go down the street to find a laundromat. Like, yeah. That's definitely the case. Or yeah, you have to think like, oh, crap, like I have nothing left. How is this going to work? Or um, I'm, you know, hauling around a trash bag to like take it to, you know, to get in a cab or yeah. a colectivo in Costa Rica to then like one morning I had to just stand outside. It said, the lavanderia was going to open at 8 a.m. Well, of course, it doesn't open, you know, at 8 a.m. because it's Tico time. And so I'm sitting there next to the fish market, like, dying for at least half an hour, 45 minutes until the lady shows up. And, you know, so it's always interesting. That's just to drop off your laundry. Um, Or in Bali, I remember when I came back and I had um, clean clothes, which I always try and have clean clothes when I'm leaving because that's, the only sort of order you know I can maintain because it's the next place. If I show up at the next place, a disaster, a mess with nothing, yeah. um, it kind of throws you out of sync. And so I remember pulling my clothes out of my bag and it smelled like Molly, like the detergent. Like I know where I've been based on the detergent <laughs> that that they've used. And I was like, oh man, this is this is my life right now. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's a good time. But yeah, you have to be a little strategic about it, and there's just little things you don't always think yeah. about. But I also like, so what you were saying about the dream of like, oh, I didn't pack a bathing suit if, yeah. if I was in California, that kind of thing. Yeah. The thing I liked about, I've liked about packing less is just having the mindset, well, I can always get something on the way mm-hmm. if I really need it mm-hmm. instead of pr- trying to always plan for the worst or plan for the unexpected. Right. Shout out to that podcast episode we did in Portland with Sean Ogle, planning for the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of trying to always plan for that, just kind of being more in that go with the flow mindset because... Like, I only packed one hoodie, and it's a very thin hoodie. <laughs> if I really need a thick hoodie, there are a million stores, and we're, we're in America, right? It's not like we're even in, like, right. villages or anything like right. that. I saw some And even in the villages the of Bali, stuff. they sell clothing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I saw so. a sweet poncho at the truck stop <laughs> during the 24-hour marathon drive that you did. Uh, the one thing that I've been really frustrated with is I ran out of contact solution. Oh, no. And then I went, like, three days without contact solution, and... 
I was able to like get borrow some from someone, but then like the the Vegas drive when we did the twenty four hour drive, that was twenty four. That was twenty four plus hours because when we got there, then I went to the store two hours later. So it was like that's 37. why your eyes are red. I thought you took some of those caffeine pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was rough. But besides that, uh, I don't know. I think this idea of of nomadism is that a word? Nomadism. If it's not, it is now. Nomadicity. Nomadiclature. Nomadic. <laughs> I think there's a lot of little things that go into it that you don't necessarily think about when when you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't think about, okay, what do I do with clothing? Mm-hmm. Um, do I have a home base, quote unquote? Mm-hmm. Because what's funny about all this is this idea that we promote and that Under 30 promotes is breaking your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, we want to get back. Yeah, we want to find a comfort zone in the act, in the act of breaking a comfort exactly. zone. Well, you have to. I think that that's um, it. Everyone's wired differently, or it just works. But you know, even still, like in our day to day lives, we try to find consistency. Um, you know, like I said, Matt with his meditation or his yoga, myself with my journaling and my photography. Um, and just finding time for yourself is so important. And, um, you know, maybe eating the same snacks, like snacking on the road or on these long trips, you know, your health is just so important and not filling yourself with garbage because you're just going to feel like that at the end of the day mm-hmm. after all of that travel. So finding yeah, we that, ate that shit in that yeah. drive. I, it's, that was a- I, I, I had like a 32 ounce Dr. Pepper at uh, like three yeah. in the morning because I needed to stay awake. Yeah. And- I don't know unless I've drank Dr. Pepper, period. <laughs> or ordered a 32-ounce anything. <laughs> it does weird things. <laughs> it does weird things. But yeah, just consistency in the inconsistent is how That's to, to put it. you know, it's the only way now for me to make that work and and you you figure it out what works for you, what, what doesn't. But I also thrive off of not knowing what each day brings. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do know, I get crazy just as I do you mm-hmm. know with not having balance so it's uh yeah it's kind of this weird so you're always in a state of mental flux exactly Courtney's <laughs> <laughs> just unstable she has she, no idea yeah. what she's doing <laughs> doesn't matter so should we find you a therapist <laughs> no I'm just <laughs> no but with anything you know like that's what people want to get out of their comfort zones because then because they, they're too comfortable you know, but then when you are too uncomfortable, you want to get back into that. It's just like what you're saying. It's this constant flux of how to make balance work. Well, and constantly needing to let things go. Like, yeah. one of the things that I notice when I'm home is, like, people get so caught up over one little thing and can't let it go. Uh, whereas, like, so the, the I, I find it interesting because, like, little things build up that kind of get, like, so I was in... When we went to Iceland, mm-hmm. on the last day we went to the uh, pools. Uh, the Blue Lagoon? The Blue Lagoon. Yeah. And I just bought, like, I hadn't bought a new swimsuit for years prior to that. And I bought a new swimsuit for that trip and left at the Blue Lagoon. And I was like, oh, You're not great. the only and one I, who's done that. Yeah, I feel like everyone. And so, like, and so I was like, that was, but, like, you You're know, some people. The Blue Lagoon that you left. Yeah. Don't ask. Caesars was found on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what happened there. By Trigby, of all people. Oh, Caesar I feel like, his pants. <laughs> I feel like there's a sitcom, Trigby and Caesar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so like that was just like one moment of like, I could have been like, oh no, I forget, and like panic, but I was like, oh, it's a swimsuit, right? And then like 
uh, on the way to LA, um, or on the way to uh, to Canada from LA, I was in line talking to someone, and they were like, uh, 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 and like my apple fell out of my bag and just like dropped like two stories and exploded <laughs> next to the escalators, and I was like. Oh, I really wanted that. <laughs> and like that was like the first thing I lost on that trip, soon to be followed by everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's kind of funny because like this, the attitude I had of the apple falling was like, oh, all right, let's get on this flight. Yeah. And the, the attitude when my bags were sold, I was like, oh, all right, let's get back to America. <laughs> but, but there's like letting go and like not letting those little things. Like I know when I was um, in college. If I didn't shower first thing in the morning, my whole day was just the worst. Really? And, like, I'd shower prior to doing cycling races. Mm-hmm. And, like, after the race, I'd shower, too. And, like, before bed, I was, like, crazy about, like, being clean. And I got shit from my friends all the time for it. And, like, one of the things I've gotten used to over time is just, like, not everything has to be perfect at every moment. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of go into a, dis- like, uncomfortable and things are still okay. Yeah. And just letting go of those things where if you're really in your comfort zone, everything has to be perfectly aligned and great. But like when you're traveling, there's no possible way to ever line that all Never. And that's what traveling is about, you know, at the end of the day is it gives you that. But then I, it's like this weird, when you let go of things, everything kind of starts to happen the way naturally is supposed to. And, you know, room for spontaneity and just for... Yeah, I, I have stories where you just don't plan for things. You stop planning, and then life just happens the way it's supposed to. So that's really cool when you can just start to let go and stop worrying, you know, because you yeah. have no control at the end of the day. And there's always a different solution, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, my hair gel's gone, so I just style my hair with soap. Perfect. <laughs> really? You yeah. Get really bar soap, Bar soap works just as well as pomade. And... If you have to go to the bathroom in the wilderness, you just run your hand through your hair and you're done. <laughs> wipey, wipey. You're all good to go. Multi-purpose. You had no idea what that really meant. I mean, you need a shampoo. Just what? <laughs> what is that? Uh, That's good. The other thing with the idea of letting go is, so one of the things as we've been going through the different cities on this trip is, like, we were in Seattle for a day, for instance. People are like, oh, did you see a Space Needle? We didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in Portland for a handful of days. We saw a good amount of stuff, but not everything. Mm-hmm. We're in Austin now for like four days, and I know we're not going to see everything, and that's we'll okay. see more than we would have. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and, <laughs> and kind of the the mindset we've you know people are like oh you didn't get to see whatever. We're just like well we'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty confident this yeah. is not the only time we'll ever visit these places, and whether it is you know a crazy expensive trip to somewhere or mm-hmm. it's not. You know, it could be halfway around the world to like Australia mm-hmm. where you're like, I got to pack it all in while I'm here this one time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is the only time you're going to be there. But if you take the mindset of I might be back, then you just enjoy what you have more than what you are trying to than what see, you're missing. than what you're missing. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I vacation the same way and I travel the same way where there's no point packing it all in because you, you just miss the in-between and it's the in-between that is my favorite um you know like yeah these sites and these you know historical monuments i love seeing those things but if i don't get to every everything just like you don't check everything off your list every day life still goes on it's okay 
and then you might end up with a better story um, because you did sit at that cafe for 30 minutes longer and you had that conversation and you met this other person and you never know and then they showed you this really cool place that you had never heard of so that's what you try and make time for I think Um, I like that the in-betweens yeah it's the in-between because I think we've all probably traveled with people in the past who are Mm -hmm. very agenda driven and it's like no we have to do this and they, they get really frustrated when you don't do that, and it's like, no, I have to see this thing, and yeah. everyone gets mad then. Yeah. Well, I, have four like, well I know I'm never going to travel with that person mm-hmm. again. I have four mm-hmm. brothers, and it, I remember when we were kids, obviously to manage four kids, or five kids, you've got to be pretty strict with the schedules. Um, yes, we were leashed children. and uh, <laughs> But what I think is so interesting is like the family vacations consistently got better the more and more my mom was just like, we're just going to sit at the pool today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, all right. And like, some of us might go to Disney World yeah. or whatever, but like, for the most part, this is a sit at the pool trip, not a let's get everything done trip. Yeah. That's what I like about the under 30 trips, though, is yeah, you've paid for everything, but it's not like, like if you decide not to go to something, no one cares, and you or Matt or Caesar or Liz aren't going to be like, well, you have to come with us, right? right? If you want to just chill out at the hotel or wherever you're staying at the at the lodge or just walk around the city or wherever it is you can do that and we've built the trips to be just like that because Mm -hmm. everyone travels differently and being someone who leads travelers all over the world you come across so many different types of personalities and agendas and what people want because it is their vacation at the end of the day and so you want them to enjoy it but that's also why we built in that time Mm -hmm. and more than anything people just naturally just want to hang out together um, and they do whatever they do, and, and that's how it works. Um, but we like to have those key things that we hit, but then also it's the room for just hanging out and shooting the shit, and yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, what people remember. And those are the in-between, right? That's the in-betweens within a trip, right? It's mm-hmm. the the best moments you have. Like for me, Costa Rica, yeah, zip lining was fun as hell, but the best moments were... Like, you know, after dinner, just hanging out, having a couple of beers and talking to everyone and those, those right. like good conversations you have with people. Yeah. That, you know, no seeing any monument can replace that moment. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Reading the Amazon reviews for sugar-free gummy bears was probably <laughs> the highlight. Oh, God. What? In, that was so bad. In Iceland. So bad. We just sat and read the, the reviews. So if, if you ever look up the Amazon reviews for sugar-free gummy bears, they're... Just don't, hilarious. Don't just do it. Don't eat them. You're going to have a terrible time. But go read these stories. And we just sat after dinner one night just reading those. And it was by far the funniest part of the entire trip for me. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting just how people, you know, someone might come into a trip saying, this is what I want to do. And, and then their mindset completely shifts. Once everyone just starts sitting around and hanging out and just really enjoying where you are, mm-hmm. and and that's the change that you get um, in a lot of travelers, and you know people just walk away saying, "I could have never imagined a trip like this. I couldn't have done this, you know, on my own, or I wouldn't have yeah. gotten out of it what I did." Yeah, it's yeah. a campfire conversation. It is. Right. Yeah. Well, like, so and on that note, with the Tahoe wing of this trip, yeah. when you were in Canada and I was in Tahoe. I would say the two best parts of Tahoe. Well, no, I think the best part of the Tahoe, of Tahoe was the hike, but not. And it was a cool hike. We saw amazing views, but it's not like if I'd done that alone, I wouldn't have said the hike was the best part. It was the fact that I was with other people mm-hmm. and we got to have that shared experience. And like the memory I have of that is 
going up the mountain with people right and we kind of push each other and it gets exhausting but then someone's like no like we'll wait for you and that kind of stuff right that's what Matt, that's like even within the adventure itself there's even in-betweens within that 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 mean more than the mm-hmm. adventure mm-hmm. no i agree but that's one thing we haven't done we haven't done the like travel alone piece really and you've had to do a bit of traveling alone right yeah yeah i i traveled alone i did my own road trip just kind of like what y'all did um I took that similar route that you did, like, Tahoe, and then I got to the Vegas area, and then I drove back to Texas mm-hmm. um, at the end of it. But I was driving alone um, for 90% of it, and uh, you get used to being by yourself, and I, I don't mind it at all. Um, but, yeah, you, like, you think about, like, I would think about situations where I'm like, okay, I'm in the middle of absolutely nowhere. What if my tire blows? You know, like, how long is it going to take, you know, to for this, this, and this happen, you know? And anything worse so thank goodness nothing did and, and when did when things did go wrong I was in you know good spots where I could take care of it but I fly alone a lot it's mm-hmm. weird whenever I fly with other people now um, it's like a luxury in a sense um, or I just actually don't even know how to interact because you kind of just uh-huh. get in, it's so weird but yeah. you get in your own and like with everything else you make a routine on your flights and that sort of thing when you're in the air that much um, but yeah, I feel like it's a treat when I have other people flying with me because I'm usually the last to leave and the first, you know, to arrive. Um, and so, so it's nice whenever I have company. So I'm kind of getting used to that. But you get you get used to being by yourself. Yeah, a lot. And yeah, I agree with that because even maybe on this trip we it's been together and with people. But like I went to New York by myself years ago and I knew people in New York and I hung out with them but it was like I was by myself during the days and all that stuff yeah and oftentimes I'll fly somewhere by myself yeah and I, I'm with you on that I yeah. much prefer that do you remember so when we it flew it sounds to, so nice right now when we flew, <laughs> <laughs> flying by yourself <laughs> when we Wait. flew to LA for tech week last year yeah Oh my god! Like he, like I, all I wanted to do was just zone out and uh-huh. sleep. And Martin <laughs> kept being like, "All right, so what if we did this with idea 11? He kept yeah. like sketching things out, and I'm just like, I had a lot of caffeine. I, I think after about like an hour and a half, <laughs> you finally got the message. You're like, I think you just kind of want to sleep, right? And yeah. I was like, yes, because yeah. <laughs> I wasn't entertaining anything you were saying. I'd be like, no okay, feedback. cool. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I. Do the same thing even on my flights. I'm like, oh, I can get this done. I can get this done because I'm in the air for Mm -hmm. essentially a day. You know, there's so much I could do. Do I do it? Absolutely not. (laughs) I watch watch all the movies I can. I, you know, I don't work on anything I should. And, you know, Matt and Jared probably don't want to hear me saying that. No, (laughs) just kidding, guys. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Matt's just levitating. He is. He's levitating. (laughs) uh, Yeah. No, That's gosh, awesome. oh man! But I zone out, and uh, yeah, he's playing maybe going six hundred miles per hour, but I am standing still. <laughs> Please, um, he's giving airplane <laughs> finger selfies when he's yeah, flying. Yeah, so about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Character, but but yeah, you kind of just get in the zone, and and that's my time to catch up on uh, sleep. Weirdly enough, I sleep on airplanes pretty decently, but movies i just i just one after the next I'm yeah. next next because <laughs> i haven't caught you know what i've anything. noticed is there are so there are degrees of if a movie is good one mm-hmm. of those degrees is is it airplane good because right. if you were on land watching it 
You wouldn't like it. But the fact that you're cooped up in this flying machine, Mm -hmm. can't go anywhere, you're like, everything becomes funnier than it actually is. Oh, Jason Bateman is in another situation? (laughs) No, absolutely. Except for Made in Manhattan. I saw that in an airplane and it's still bad, even on an airplane. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Yeah, there's some of them that I've just, I, I won't, but I... You know, I started to check what movies are going to be on the plane before I get on the plane. So that's oh, kind that's of... That's how she dictates what flo- it, airline she's going to fly. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> well, they're not showing that today. Yeah. So, nope. So Sorry. American's $100 more than United. <laughs> so, that's a $100 movie ticket, though, because they're showing Garfield movie. Garfield 3 is right. totally worth it. And then how many movies can I fit in? Okay. So, if I don't take any bathroom breaks and I don't know... <laughs> that is dangerous, though, because I flew to uh, Heathrow... Um, so I, I, I was going to Spain and uh, the movie District 9 came on uh-huh. and this is my first time on an international flight with free wine Yeah. and so they were bringing that around really oh, regularly and I was so engrossed in this movie I'm like I cannot miss a single moment of this movie it's more than airplane good it's phenomenal Yeah. and I was sitting there and I was just like my, my friend wasn't drinking his wine so I ended up drinking those <laughs> and then like all of a sudden I like had to go to the bathroom so bad there was still a half hour left and I just held it and finally, I, the movie ended. The credits just started. I got I just like ripped off my seatbelt and like sprinted to the bathroom. Someone was in there. I sprinted to the other side of the plane, and this little kid had just walked out. And I wasn't wearing my shoes because it's a long international flight. And I step in the bathroom, Ugh. and that kid did not actually make the toilet. Uh, and I'm just no. standing there, and my socks are like absorbing everything. <laughs> everything. Oh man! So definitely. Uh, Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Little things that happen when you travel. <laughs> yeah. It's that 30-minute mark where you're like, I can make it. Well, well, then what if the plane, we sit there on the runway for how long? And then they, I've been on planes where they wouldn't let us off because lightning in the area and you're just sitting there. Just, yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. I've, I've been in. I had one where this is probably when I was like six or seven years old. So I didn't. Years later, I put the pieces together of what yeah. actually happened. I went to the bathroom after a woman had walked out and there was blood everywhere mm. around the toilet. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lovely. That's, that's a little bit more intense than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I just thought maybe she had a rough stool. Planes <laughs> <laughs> are funny though because like I got stuck on the runway in Denver for like the entire movie of Anastasia plus plus something else. Plus was, the never ending. I think story. it was like it was somewhere between four and six hours that we sat there because of a blizzard. And my dad used to be a magician. My mom loves like shuffling cards and stuff. I learned how to shuffle a deck of cards from a stranger on an airplane in Denver. <laughs> and like I just find this so interesting. It's like those little things. Like even though it's kind of crazy, it's like now I can shuffle a really good deck of cards. Mm-hmm. You'll never forget that. Never. Never. And the movie Anastasia is burnt in my brain. It is. <laughs> I actually like, I think when I fly, I can get a lot of work done. I, really? If I'm like, yeah, I can get work done, I actually will start doing it. And I, because there's nothing, or it's just literally the noise around you is, mm-hmm. right? So it's just white noise around you. Yeah. And unless you have someone who's trying to talk to you, but usually if they see you have a laptop out there, they, they leave you alone. Right. Uh, I find that when I fly, I can get a lot done, uh, which I like because it's the. It's probably the best use of that time, I think. Mm-hmm. Not that watching movies is not a good use of the time, but if you have nothing else to do, for me, it's like, yeah. Right. I just is... wish everyone that leaned back their seat would get kicked off the flight. <laughs> 
You don't ever lean back? No, because I have such a hard time doing anything when you the person's in front of me. You just pull up your pants and do the rock away? Yeah, I just do the rock well, away. That's why everyone needs to be leaning back or lean forward. Like, you can't just have, you know. All right, maybe I'll start being selfish. Everyone needs to lean forward? <laughs> <laughs> you want the I mean, two six to go up at an acute angle? Straight. <laughs> this 45-degree flight is very nice. <laughs> Does this chair invert? <laughs> oh gosh, no. It's uh, but it's my time to zone out too because if I'm going from literally one trip, um, I've dropped yeah, everyone off the air- airport. It's my zone out time, and then I the next morning, you know, trip starts again or whenever uh, right after that. So you have to have a mental checkout time and that's it for me. Yeah. yeah. So aside from like all the little things that pop up and the physical things that we have to deal with like laundry and you know routines and everything like when it comes to your emotions on trips like I've noticed like for the most part I've been really like oh just letting things mm-hmm. go letting things go but when I do get into a funk it seems way more intense than when I'm at home yeah. and there have been two funks so far on this trip that I've been like not like I mentally am like you shouldn't be feeling this way but like physically I can't get past it have you guys experienced any of that kind of stuff too? Raj Mm -hmm. explain yours so like after the whole Canada thing like I would you would think losing all my shit in Canada would have put me into like a really bad funk but really it just was like okay well that's all gone it almost felt like it was a dream Mm -hmm. like it hadn't really hit me yet but Mm -hmm. I'm never going to see those computers again um but then I lost the $80 in Vegas, and you won, and I just could I not. I won $1,400. $1,400, yeah. nice. And I was like, well, I should be happy for you, but I just could not get past how angry I was <laughs> in that moment. I lost my $80. I know, right? It was like, I just lost four grand worth of stuff, but the $80 in Vegas hurt so much more. Yeah. And like, I was like, just get over it. Just like, go for a walk and get over it. But like... It just stayed with me, and I—it was like I think it's because I was so tired, and like everything just kind of caught up with me at one moment. That it, it just—I didn't know what to do with that emotion and where to put it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I've plenty of times like that. I remember one time in Peru, for instance. I told Matt, I was like, "Hey, I need twenty minutes," and he's—he gets it. You know, mm-hmm. you're—you just need to be alone and clear your head because. You know, with anything like with dealing in customer service or with people, like you have to be at the top of your game always. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be in a good mood always because you don't, you know, want anyone else to. They feed off of your energy, and you know, at the end of the day, I want to always be in a good mood. But human nature, you know, tells us otherwise. So I've had times where you know I was stuck on a train for thirteen hours, and you have to figure out how to mentally get past that. But people also understand it's frustrating at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's tough. It's, it elevates everything. Your emotions are always heightened when you're gone and out of your normal regimented place. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. And that's, I think, how you learn how to really deal with yourself and uh, what, what it takes to get back into that good mood or stable and not mad about it. I like that. You learn traveling really does make you confront yourself on things. Mm-hmm. I think. No, it definitely does. I'm trying to think of some other times when 
I've just been in a funk and I couldn't break it. Um, but you, it's totally normal to break. It's totally normal, like to, you know, you just kind of have gone off on my own and, yeah. and go for a walk down the beach. And you know, if you need to have a cry, you have a cry. <laughs> but like nobody knows about it. Um, but that's totally. It's such a beautiful it's, song. It's so pretty. Like, why is that girl crying? Oh my god. Uh, no, it's it's totally totally normal and um you just figure out creative ways to deal with it and yeah. I don't know. It's... Mine have so my funks are way different than yours though. Mine is just like I just get agitated a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um by like the most minute things that like maybe it's like just something you say that is nothing, but I'm just like <laughs> yeah. It's not even about me or about anything. It's just the fact that you talked. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but then, yeah, my way of dealing with it is so, like, in Portland, um, I went for that hike that one morning and you stayed back at the apartment. Like, that was ne- that was a necessary mm-hmm. break that we needed to have. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that was my way to refuel and everything. Um, or there have been a couple of times where we've gone to yoga at whatever studio in whatever city we're in. And, and it's like that is what I needed to recharge that. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is happening. That's why you're going to yoga tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you going to? Uh, Dharma yoga. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, I think that's that's a key piece there is being able to take a break from the go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you're traveling doesn't mean that you can't stop for a second and, mm. and breathe. Because when you're at home and you're comfortable, like, Every night you get, like, if you have a normal work routine, nine to five, mm-hmm. like, you come home, you watch TV. Like, it's a built-in break. Like, people, mm-hmm. everything is so set in stone. Yeah. But when you're traveling, you have to build your own. Like, yeah. you're not going to be, like, five o'clock. <laughs> like, it's, it's just not how it works. It's so not like, cut and dry. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there have been a couple times, especially since uh, Canada, where it's like, all right, take a nap. <laughs> like, I normally never take naps, but, like. It's like, okay, you need to let your body shut down for a second because this is too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, when I have, you know, I have groups that, you know, you stay out until whatever time or, and then you're up again the next morning and you're having every meal together. You're doing, you know, essentially everything together, depending on the the trip and how it's, um, how it's structured. But I remember in Peru one morning I got up at like several hours. I think they started breakfast at 6 a.m. I was up. At 6 a.m., I think the jet lag had something to do with that. Mm. But I had breakfast by myself, and I was able to have an hour. I knew before anyone else would probably be getting up, and I could have that hour that I'm normally used to being quiet because I'm super quiet in the mornings. And um, not having that finally caught up with me uh, because you're constantly talking or you're constantly planning, and your brain doesn't stop. Right. And so I had to. Uh, I got to that point where I was like, uh, no more. And so I just sat there and had breakfast with myself, and it was great. Yeah, I think to that point, even in the case of, so like I'm the extrovert of extroverts, mm-hmm. and you're pretty extroverted yourself mm-hmm. as well. But even in the case of extroverts, you still need to have some me time and alone time to just be yeah. like, all right, fuck all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to sit with myself for a yeah. little bit. And whether that is just eating breakfast, whether that's going to the beach for a cry, whether that's <laughs> going to do yoga or hike or meditate, um, I think to keep your sanity 
you need to step back and give yourself some space. Are there any beaches nearby? Here? <laughs> and, and not particularly. There's some lakes. You can, you, you can <laughs> cry enough times to fill a small pond. You, you, you can go down to the lake. That's a good spot. <laughs> no, I think I cried at the beach once, maybe. And it wasn't even like a cry. It was like, you just had a couple tears, and you're, okay, we're good. you know. And it's yeah. more less sad and just stress, oh, yeah. kind of. Everything just... Well, and that's, well, that's the counter of trying to just, like, let everything go, right? Like, if you're just letting everything go, you're lying to yourself. Like, it's yeah. not, you're, you're letting, you're not letting it get to you in that moment, mm-hmm. but it's not like, you know, someone screaming at you at an airport isn't going to bother you. You could just be like, all right, I'm letting this go, but mm-hmm. it, it's bothering you. Mm-hmm. And I think acknowledging that and being like, well, maybe right now is not the time to freak out um, because I need to get shit done. Uh, but just knowing that, like, you know, later on, like, just sit and, like, actually acknowledge how you are feeling throughout the trip. I think a lot of people, because there's so many distractions when you're traveling, you can keep yourself occupied. Yeah. And eventually you're going to sit down for a moment. And that's going back to taking breaks or meditating or anything. You have to take a moment and actually say, how do I actually feel right now? Instead of, what's next? Yeah. Every time. Yeah. You can't constantly be filling that space. And that kind of goes back to the whole mentality of traveling and what happens in the in-between. And I think that that also gives you that space that you really need in your mind, too, to where it's not always a go, go, go. And, um, you know, a lot of times for me it is. Like whenever, you know, if I'm not with the group, I'm, I'm planning what mm-hmm. we're going to do with the group or something like that. And so that's why as you know a company and for our staff we've made it a priority because we know what it's like that you know say you know matt wants to take the group or whoever then that gives me an opportunity for like an hour to go do my thing and because we have to have that because it is such a unique position um to where you're constantly you're on round the clock essentially um you know and so you have to have those mental breaks I think and that kind of what that comes down to is just really listening to what your mind and your mm-hmm. body wants. Mm-hmm. So when we came here from Vegas and we had the 24-hour drive, you know, the first thing Martin you did was go to bed. And I tried to go to bed, but I probably slept for like 20 minutes and then I couldn't fall asleep again. And I was incredibly exhausted. I just couldn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And... I think in a lot of cases, maybe in other times in my life, I would still just lay down and lay in bed and be frustrated that I can't fall asleep, but just still lay in bed. And this time I was like, I really feel like my body wants some activity because we just sat for a day yeah. and we just drove and did nothing else. So I went out and like I ran some errands and then I went for a run. And the run was like the most hellacious run of my life. <laughs> I only went like a mile and a half and had to take several walk breaks uh-huh. because... I was just, you know, my body didn't have much in it or in me, but it was necessary that I got out and like pumped my legs and did something active Mm -hmm. because that's what I felt like I really needed for myself in that moment rather than trying to just sit in the bedroom and make myself fall asleep when it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really important. And you just become more in tune with yourself um, because that's kind of all you have. You, you aren't distracting yourself with everything else. They're filling your day with other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just you, and so it forces you to do those things. But, um, yeah, like, since being back, I've I've definitely <laughs> embraced the, I'm just going to 
take a break and, you know, I haven't been exercising probably like I should. Um, but that's okay because I think I just needed that physical, you know, hiatus and that mental hiatus. Like I even told friends, I was like, look, if you want to do something, like let me know where I need to be and when I need to be there. Um, and they get it and they're totally happy to just do that because I'm like, this is my um, time to like not plan I've always been the planner Mm -hmm. and everything or the decision maker in a sense um with some of my friends and so it's nice when you can have someone else take the reins and tell you what to do and say hey we're going to dinner here we're doing this like show up that (laughs) sort of thing so that's been a running joke with some people (laughs) yeah what are some of the things that were the top five travel hacks (laughs) (laughs) well No, what are some of the things that have been, like, your best moments, you think, in the last nine months? Best moments? Um, or the moments where you're like... So, the last podcast we just did with uh, Lindsay Thompson, we were talking about, like, what what is living the dream? And my answer to that was the moment when you say, this is my life, with a period at the end, not a question mark. Yeah. So, what are the moments you've had in your travels, uh, leading under 30 trips, where they are your best moments because you're like, yes, this is my life? Um, I would say, so there was a time when um, I decided to stay in Manuel Antonio after the trips had ended, and I wanted to do a lot of the, the post-operation um, work there rather than coming back to Texas and doing it here. I was like, why not? I'm at the beach. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember uh, Matt came back to visit because he loves it there. He spends every winter there. And he had gone to New York and done some other things. And he was like, I can't wait to come back. So he came back just for a long weekend. And we went out and we went um, hiking. And we went to these different spots that we hadn't gotten to go to. Granted, we'd been there for three months. And there were still places we hadn't seen. This is a tiny town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we went and had ceviche um, and had coffee at our favorite coffee shop. And then we went and journaled and read and went to this beautiful hotel overlooking um, Manuel Antonio for the sunset. And um, it was a cool thing to just be able to do that. And I sat there thinking, like, I did work today, but then I also I'm in this place. Like, how did I get here? You know, number one. Um and it was just one of those times where you just reflected and and thought like this was a really really good day i was active i worked and i'm not stressed Mm -hmm. so i think that that was um that was a good moment for me and just to really enjoy where i was but i don't know i think i have to stop myself actively and say pinch myself sometimes and be like, Courtney, this is your job. You're taking people to Machu Picchu. <laughs> yes, like, you know, this is what we're doing. We're climbing glaciers today. I think the glacier in Iceland is always one for me. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's an incredible thing. And so cool. drinking the glacier yeah, water, doing the push-ups. Those, those are the times the where I'm like, part. this is my job. <laughs> this is, you know, and I get to see these other people light up. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing is... You know, like, uh, we have the two guys who um, run our company that we use to take us on all of these things, like the Glacier Hike, and the two guys who started it um, were actually our guides this last time, and that was royal treatment. We've never had that, and so, of course, they, 
did a lot of extras for us, which was really nice. And we had people, you know, you're just putting like mud on your face. You're taking a, an axe and putting it in the ground to like drink water and <laughs> dra- like w- walking through these ice caves and doing all these cool things. And um, yeah, or like there's another time when we go to the um, Vestmanir Islands out in Iceland and climb a volcano out there. And there's people who you see like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't, you know, this is not what I was expecting, but then they do it. And everyone's up there taking pictures or just hanging out, and it is gorgeous. And you just get to see people do things that they would never in their mind, you know, ever thought that they could do. Mm. And um, that those are the times when I see other people um, doing those things that are out of their comfort zone. That's what gives me, um, you know, a lot of gratitude and joy for what I get to do. Yeah. So I, I love that stuff. I don't know. I think Martin looking at your I, face, like, like my, he's thinking about, you just reminded me of like seven different things yeah. that in Iceland. Like, well, first of all, the, the mud on your face, I love how they told us to do that. And like certain people were doing it and they're like, wait, are they fucking with me? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And they're telling you these crazy ass traditions and you do it anyway. Like, and then um, it also reminded me, like, so there was one day we went to, I don't ever remember names of things, but we went to that island and you had the choice of, like, three or four different things right. to do. And there's a speedboat and you get to see puffins. And, like, my running joke from the time, like, I impulsively bought the ticket was, like, I need to see a puffin. And <laughs> instead I climbed a mountain with uh, some folks. And when everyone came back together, that uh, people were like, we saw puffins. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. But like, it was more of a joking no, because what we did over here on the mountain, like, there was a moment where um, on the way down, like everyone's kind of going backward, holding mm-hmm. the rope. And I just put the rope over my shoulder and just sprinted as yeah. fast as I could. And like had a rope burn on my hands, but like I was at this like crazy angle, just flying down and the ground just shifted underneath your feet. And I just kept like picking them up. And like, I felt like I was like skiing down a rock yeah. mountain and like I got to the bottom I was like that was the most fun thing that I've done in a long ass time and like fuck the puffins like right. <laughs> yeah forget about those damn puffins which we still haven't seen a lot of them at all so I don't know you keep getting eight <sighs> I guess and bowls of cereal <laughs> I know I remember I saying I was I was at the grocery store right after that trip and there were puffins on these cereal boxes everywhere and I'm sending it to our Facebook group and that was, that was good can't get away from it ever <laughs> never escaping under 30 um no but just stuff like that i think that's my favorite and when i was in peru i was going to machu picchu three times within three weeks and just that trip alone you know takes a lot out of you um there's a lot of moving parts to it but it was the second time i went i made it a point to reserve 15 20 minutes to myself and I went up there and I sat and I looked at what I was actually seeing. And as a photographer and as someone who, you know, just runs logistics all the time, you're not always seeing what's right in front of you. And so um, I did that and it, you know, just was really important to me and opened up a lot for me. So I think that, yeah, just just stepping back for me is something I have to actively work on because you get so caught up in making sure everyone else is doing it um, and having a great time. And, you know, you are too, but it's still my job at the end of the day. And so I think I have to step back sometimes and Mm -hmm. pinch myself and say, look at where you are. You're on a freaking glacier. You're on a volcano in Bali. You're 
you know, at Machu Picchu, you're in Ireland, um, you know, in the countryside, and it's gorgeous. So, yeah, it's it's different every time, and every group is, is really cool and always brings something special for me. Yeah, and I, it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, I brought my camera to Iceland, and I remember, you know, you were taking pictures, and your pictures were so good. I was like, I don't need my camera. And, like, that moment, I was like, I put my camera away. And I was like, oh, wait, now I get to actually do the things mm-hmm. instead of, like, try and, like, capture everyone else's experience. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go do things. And, like, I didn't even bring my camera to Belize because I'm like, someone else got this. Yeah. And, like, I, I was always curious as, like, you're taking pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like even you have to put it down for a second and, like, take a step back. Oh, absolutely. Just appreciate this before you just have a photo of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like... Just appreciate this stingray before it gets out of the frame. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. When we were in the water with all the sharks and stingrays, I just loved that. And the guy was throwing all the the chum into the water right by me on purpose. And I was like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Like, bring them all over to me. You know, know, it was a good time because he knew I had my water housing and everything like that. And that, for me... I love taking photos in the water. And so that is the one time where um, it doesn't matter. I have a a camera in my hands. Like that's clarity to Mm -hmm. me. And that's my medicine is what I consider it. Um, So I don't know. Something about the ocean, the water, and taking pictures with sharks and stingrays. You know, I don't know. And uh, surfers. So that's, um, those are the times, I guess, that would probably be a better um, instance for when you just think about how good everything is and yeah, I can imagine most people's ideal I, idea of the perfect job isn't being surrounded by sharks. Bring <laughs> <laughs> up, just keep throwing it over here. Literally swimming with the sharks. Yeah, no, it's it's weird, I know. But That's um amazing. but you don't think about like I'm I have it in my journal somewhere from our Belize trip with y'all that as it's such a pain in the ass to put together that housing. Um it you know, it was really tedious. I think I even missed breakfast that morning with y'all mm. for that. It took me a little bit longer um, to to get everything set up uh, for the first time. And but by the time we got in the water, um, I remember writing like nothing else mattered. I didn't think about anything mm. else. I wasn't. I was just floating with sharks, <laughs> and it was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, so that was definitely a good instance. But it's like that movie. I know. Um, just kind of to give other people an idea. Uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. You know, mm. I, I I went to the movie theaters by myself um, and watched it, and I I definitely got some looks like, is this girl waiting for someone? Like, no. Going you to can, movies you can... by yourself is the best. I, I love, love it. it. It's it's people don't take advantage of it enough. I, I take think. more of the Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, what am I going to make sarcastic it's... remarks to a stranger? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah. answer to that is yes. Yes, you will. <laughs> yes, you, you definitely will. But there's a moment when. Um, it's Sean Penn, right? Um, the photographer uh, for Time. Is it, isn't he the actor? I have not no, seen it. It's Ben, ben Stiller. Stiller. Ben, Sorry, ben no, Stiller. Well, Ben Stiller, but he's after the photographer uh, for the, uh, okay. yeah. for the yeah, photo. Yeah, he, that's the, like, he's searching for him, and he's up in the mountains, um, and he's supposed to be photographing this mysterious snow leopard or something, and he's gone all this way to get there to take this picture. And... Um, I'm probably ruining this for people. I'm so sorry. But he... It's just a, a little part. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No, it's its really not. But um, he doesn't take the picture. Mm. He sits there and Ben Stiller's sitting next to him. And he's like, man, like, there it is. Like, why aren't you taking it? And he's like, sometimes you just have to 
you know, see it for yourself and not for anyone else or anything like that. And at that moment, that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to start crying. In the movie about myself, this girl. Um, no, but I think that really um, is a, an image for me that I have to think about a yeah. lot. But I try and do more and more now. Nice. Yeah. So we need to wrap up. Yeah. Before we do, uh, Courtney, where can our listeners find you? And what can you tell them about what you're doing and what you're working on? Um, yeah, the best thing right now uh, to find me is on Instagram. That's always a good spot to see where I am in the world. So my handle is Slade's Story, S-L-A-D-E-S-S-T-O-R-Y. Um, or our Under 30 Experiences uh, Instagram is a good spot, our Facebook page. And um, that's where I'm most active these days. And I will be headed to Iceland on Wednesday, not this um, Wednesday, but the following, and then Ireland. And then I'll come back and it'll be Belize and Mexico. And then by that time, it's going to be Christmas. And that's crazy. Catch her if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Follow along. I'd love to have y'all on a trip. Um, that's about all I got. All right. Sweet. All right. So then to wrap up. How should, I feel like there's got to be a better way to phrase this than what's it like to live a nomadic life. Yeah, we kind of went all over the place yeah. like nomads do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we should have this phrased as what's the best way to approach a nomadic life? Open-mindedness. Um, just don't, you know, and this has kind of been a theme for me is not planning too much. Um, but also know that don't glamorize it as much. Um, you know, it's still a life and there's still, you still have to deal with things, but you deal differently. And I think that's the key. Um, so for, for nomads, you learn how to just roll with it. And, um, like you said, Martin, you know, certain things that used to stress you out or that you used to be really methodical about, you aren't. And it just obliterates any things that you thought um, were supposed to go a certain way because mm. most of the time they don't go your way or a way you thought. So I think just, yeah, embracing that in between because that's where the good stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Martin? I think um, remember that life is still going on. Uh, a lot of people might think it's a vacation, but one of my main priorities today is to call all of my credit card companies to make sure that my auto pays because none of them are working current currently aren't charging me fees so uh you know you get all your stuff stolen just because you got back to on track and on the road doesn't mean that there isn't stuff that needs to be taken care of in your real life you can't just ignore your real life as you're doing everything Mm -hmm. on the road yeah my answer is and it's not something i've accomplished yet but something i'm striving towards is to find a routine amidst the chaos Mm -hmm. and I also like the in-between I I love that phrase Mm -hmm. (laughs) appreciating the in-betweens retweeners who appreciate the (laughs) (laughs) in-between it's so true alright Courtney Slade thank you for being on our podcast thank you guys we appreciate y'all stopping in Texas so yeehaw Yeehaw. (laughs) yeehaw just kidding and that was our conversation with the one and only Courtney Slade. Slade Story. Courtney, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us in your home, filling Martin up with coffee. Letting us play with your dog. Duke, what up? 
Check out Courtney on Instagram at Slade Story. And of course, check out Under 30 Experiences because obviously we're doing tons of cool shit with them. That wraps up Austin. Now we head to Nashville for the final episode of our road trip, which is the conclusion of season two of this podcast, where it's just going to be you and I, Martin, Ombre. And Nashville. You ready, Nashville? (laughs) Martin and I, in the final episode of the season two road trip podcast, we'll just be having a conversation with each other where we talk about all the things we learned on this road trip. How we approaching it? How we approaching that one? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be you and I talking. Something about like rosebud thorn. Maybe we'll do a rose. We'll do a rosebud thorn in it, and we'll tell you what that means when we get to that episode. Cliffhanger. Anyways, in the meantime, check us out at idealemon.com and catch up on all the episodes from our road trip there. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes if you don't already, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Lay Periscope at Idea Lemon. We head to Nashville now. We will see you. In, what do they call it? The land of music? On the flip side. What do they call it? Is it the land of music? On the flip side. On the flip side. The land of the flip side. We'll <laughs> see you there. On the flip side. <laughs>